Welcome to another edition of Christ Life. And as always, we're glad that you're joining us. We really enjoy what we do. Yes, we because, do. <laughs> you know, when we think about things of the Lord and we know this wonderful relationship that we have with Him, not only does it bring joy to our hearts, but it brings joy to our hearts that we are able to share it with you and to be able to, you know, to be able to give you the the principles that really uh, allow every person to live the Christ life. Because as you're living the Christ life, you really will find that joy is something that is always expanding, always enjoying, uh, and always ex uh, growing. Excuse me, if I get it out in in each of our hearts. And uh, so we're we're going to talk a little bit about this expanding joy. But I want to go back a little bit to what we talked about last week because. It's important to understand that, you know, when you when you think about joy, it's not happiness. It's it is relational, not situational. Number of years ago, I was traveling uh, to uh, Phoenix from where we live, which is about three hours away, and I was riding. I was the passenger riding with this uh, gentleman that I knew, a good Christian brother, loved Jesus, and he takes a left turn uh, in. Uh, and I, whether it was, I, I think that the green arrow had turned yellow, maybe even red. And as we're crossing over my side of the car, mind you, uh, another car goes boom, right into our side. Now, I wouldn't have thought of that moment as having joy in my heart. But what I left the experience was with is the joy that was in his heart. Because as I'm watching him get out of the car, nobody's hurt. Uh, and he starts talking to the guy in between talking to him. He was whistling. I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever been in a car accident. Whistling is not the first thing that comes. But when when your heart's full of joy, you do things that situations can't control. Uh, and uh, situations can't control the love of Jesus in your heart, especially as it grows. And what you find is as it grows, it is, it's allowed to be expressed in all kinds of varying situations. Because it's not situational, it's relational. And so we want to focus for a few minutes today on this, this idea of joy expanding and growing in each of our hearts. So Paul, st starting in verse 3 of chapter 1, says this, says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of, of mine for you, I'm all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the end, uh, at, the, at the day of Jesus Christ. It is, it is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in the imprisonment and in the defense and in, the, and in confirmation of the gospel. For God is my Witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus, and in all my prayer that you that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and with all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so you, so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God, which now brings us to principle number two. It does. And I love that, you know, that as you were reading it, uh, I just thought somebody, somebody, I guess it might have been early on when I first moved to Texas, or maybe in one of my early trips to Texas, I was preaching somewhere from 
uh, this particular passage in in uh, uh, Paul's epistle to the Philippians, and they said, "There's proof that Paul's a Texan." And I said, "What? What? What? What?" <laughs> you know, because uh, I, I was a little slow on the uptake with them. He said, you, "You read it again. See, see, y'all, 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 all of you." y'all, you all, is really a part of this. That's what we said. It's a relational reality that uh, joy is not just personal and situational, uh, real joy, the joy of the Lord, this joy that Paul writes from and he writes about and he pictures as a part of each one's personal life is, in fact, a totally relational thing. And so the principle today, that was principle one, the principle for today is if that's the truth, then the joy that we have will grow and expand in us as we learn to be more people-centric than we are self-centered. When we become, when for Paul's purposes, when he becomes people-oriented rather than Paul-oriented, it becomes more about others and my impact upon them and my relationship with them than it does about me personally. What do I get out of this rather than what can I bring to this? What do I give to this? What is the, what's the mutual shared relational thing that happens here? And this is, this is evidenced in the writing of these verses, and we're going to take them each with a, a little bit, but here's the truth. As, as your love for others grows, so the joy of the Lord grows in your heart and spirit. These are not separated things. You know, well, I'm going to I'm gonna have love and that's a separate emotion from joy, or I'm going to have joy and that's a separate emotion for love. These two are, are inextricably bound together because as, as joy grows in your heart, so the love of God grows in your heart. As the love of God grows in your heart, so grows the joy of the Lord. And it's not just personal, it's relational. It's not just your own freedoms. It's the glory of forgiveness for everyone else around you. And so uh, it's it's that beautiful thing when you when you have something powerful and wonderful that has happened to you. That there's a there's a I want to give this away. I want to share this. I want to do something with this. I want to give this to somebody else as we go through. And so our joy grows, our love grows uh, as we become more about others. And Paul writes here about having people on on his mind. Uh, I love this, this language. Every time I think about you, I thank God for you. You know, every time, every time I even remember your name, every time you, you, a thought of you occurs to me, I say, ooh, ooh, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for these people. We are thankful and we are thankful all at the same time. And there's the beauty of it. You, you don't, it's, oh, I have to, I have to make a list and I have to work it out. And uh, this is not the truth of real relationships. Real relationships, they're just there. And you think about people. You when when something really cool happens, you think about how they would react. When something funny happens, you think, "Oh, I'll share that story with this person." Why? Because it's a person in your heart. It's a person who's in your circle of love and affection. And this is a person for whom and with whom that sharing would be an absolute joy. And so, part of this joy and this experience of expanding joy is when we continually have people on our mind. They are in our thoughts. And when we do that, here's what he said. When I think of you, I thank God for you. And when I, when I pray for you, which I do every time I think of you, I pray for you with praise. 
I pray for you with a thankful heart. I pray for you with the absolute confidence that we spoke about last week. I pray for you with the absolute assurance that God will just bless you and God will just fill you, that God will overflow you, that the same joy that I feel in this relationship will will be in fact something that happens in you and that you feel this same thing. Why? Because, because you're in my thoughts. You're in my thoughts and to be in my thoughts, that means that you're in my prayers. That means that you're in my praises. And this is a beautiful thing. And here's what he says then. I'm believing for the best for you. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, what I, I know that those who love me, those who live in the joy of the Lord with me, when they think of me, when they speak of me, they're, they're not telling stories. They're not, you know, uh, oh, I'm so glad he's gone. They're, they're not. They're, nor are they saying, oh, what will we do without him? <laughs> they know me way too well for that nonsense. But what they are saying is that, uh, we're believing together for the best that God has for each and every one of us. And, and this is powerful. The one who's begun in you this glorious work will just keep it going. That God, God has done some awesome things in you. And we're all excited and overjoyed about this relationship we have in the Lord. But, but here's the good news. He has more. He has more. He has more. He has more. And we're just going to get better and better and deeper and closer and more joy-filled and more love-filled as we go in the journey. It's a powerful thing to have people on your mind and in your thoughts. You know, I think oftentimes we we miss the fact that when someone comes to your mind, um, there's an origin from that. Mm-hmm. And, and God, when God brings someone to your mind, uh, he's keeping in front of you blessings that he's given you which it should, when it comes to your mind, it should move to your heart. This is the one place where it moves from your heart, your mind to your heart. Mm -hmm. Because now what you have is you're going, wait a minute, Paul said, I yearn for you. There was this this other uh, incredible desire that was from the depths of Paul's being that loved people. And so, you know, maybe you've heard this song, I love you with the love of the Lord. Uh, I wish it was simple as singing that song. Because I can sing that song over people's lives and go, yeah, I'm singing this because, well, I have to. Uh, I love you with the love of the Lord because let me tell you something, I ain't got nothing. Uh, and so, so basically, the love hasn't entered your heart. It's still residing in heaven. But when the love enters your heart, then there's an expression from that. I think you find this best in David because David, of all people, all of his situations, both with family uh, and with uh, with Saul and everyone that was following Saul, was uh, that situation didn't make him happy. <laughs> and yet, what you find is that yet in the in this in this moment of crisis, in this moment where, in human terms, uh, God uh, God gave Saul uh, over to David because you know Saul was human and Saul had to go to the bathroom, and so Saul goes into a cave to relieve himself. And Dave's, Dave's in there. And David's able to go up and take a, just a part of his cloak and, and tear it, of which even that he felt bad for. Now, that um, he knew he was supposed to be king. He, he, had, he had been anointed king, been promised king that he was going to be the king. And rather than taking the, the, his life in his own hands and try to make the situation right, he actually had the love of God in his heart that caused him to love in someone whom everybody thought was his enemy. I mean, did throw a spear at him, 
in that moment he had uh, had been coming after him to take him over. Even you know when he let when he you know rescued uh, a licklag, uh, even they were ready to hand him over. Every situation with David was bad, but he loved people because he first and foremost loved God. And that entered his heart in such a way that he would not overtake Saul. He was going to leave that up to the Lord because he understood that while Saul was not doing what God wanted him to do, it didn't change God's love for him. Mm -hmm. Now you translate that in today. Who on Facebook do you view as your enemy? And the Lord is saying, I want you to, to love them. And there's no love in your heart. Well, when you when you really uh, are in Christ and and God is bringing because listen, God has a way of bringing our enemies forefront to our mind. Uh, if 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 there's that gap there, Lord, I don't have that. I need your love to invade my heart so ultimately I can have the same affection that you have even for my enemies. I talked about that that car wreck a little bit earlier, and and as we're recording this, we're getting ever closer to Thanksgiving. And what happens all around uh, the country at Thanksgiving is family and friends get together. And what goes along with that oftentimes is the car wreck associated with family. And, and if that's your family, if you know that someone's going to bring up their political bias, they're, they're, they're the all, it's all about me person or whatever it is, and you just know inside there's this growing angst that at some moment you're going to let it out. Let me encourage you to go before the Lord and have him fill your heart with his affection so that when you look at them, you're able to see them not through the lens of all your experiences, not through the lens of all of their shortcomings, not the lens of their political affiliation, but through the lens of the almighty God who gave himself for them. When that fills your heart, it begins to change things because now you begin to feel for them. It, it doesn't mean you like every expression of their life, but you understand that this life is fleeting. It's here one day, gone the next. It's like the, the, the grass that is alive, but the sun comes up and scorches it. It's, it's going to go. And so you begin to say, there's something far more important than the way my flesh feels about that person. So God, fill me with that. And that and that really is about having people in your heart because God, I believe, wants his love for every person that is in your circle of influence. It's just that God has providentially placed around you uh, to, to be in your heart because the way you interact, uh, the way you uh, talk to them, uh, it, you, may, you may try to act like you love them, but it shows when you don't. But when you have the love of Christ, then all of a sudden it's, it shows in so many different ways. You don't have to fake it till you make it because you have the actual substance of love residing in your heart that ultimately when you walk away, it doesn't mean that their life has changed. Situation has changed, but your, your joy is expanding because now where someone uh, was against you and you're in your mind, whether it was a reality or not now you're, you're understanding that God loves them. God wants to save them. He cares about their eternal soul where they're going to spend forever. Mm -hmm. And you walk away going, Lord, thank you for allowing me to be a partner in this kind of process. But not only is it having people in your heart, but it really has to do with having people in your prayers. Because now to me, to me, this is all uh, is this is all together. It comes to your mind. It connects with a heart that is loved. And there's going to be this expression of, of praise 
uh, in them in prayer. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in, your li- in their life. I thank you that you're ever drawing them closer to you. I thank you that you're making situations around them and bringing people around them besides me that is able to share uh, the love of Christ uh, to them so it might be in them, so ultimately it might be through them. I also believe that a big part of this is this godly guidance that we begin to pray, say, Lord, lead them into greater places of your love. May they walk knowing, as we talked about a year and a half ago, whenever it was, that they would know that they are the beloved. They know what it means to be loved, that they're, they're, they're not trying to be a human doing, but they're able to be a human being, knowing that it is, that is, uh, um, in my life that not only, but my life he's died for because he loves me. So it allows me to be in this relationship with him, not having to, to work forms of righteousness and not having to get to a place where I say, I've got to do this, or I've got to, I've got to, you know, you know, take this body and make it submission to all the rules and regulations that no, I can just be loved. And when I'm living that way now, all of a sudden things begin to happen in my life. There's a transformation that takes place. So I'm going to pray that over other people. I'm going to pray that other people will be moved in that. You think about the person, and and I've got these funny experiences over the years, and, uh, you know, as I was growing up in church and the different people that I encountered. But there's there's the religious person that you go, oh, Jesus, just keep me away from them. Let me look for the easiest way out. But what you find is you're able to begin to pray for them in such a way that now, uh, their their love begins to grow in their heart because when 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 joy is not expanding, you said it great earlier. Love is not expanding because they're they're intertwined. They are they are the in in some respects. It's not that they're the same thing, but they're two sides certainly of the same coin. And so when a person, maybe it's you, you're very religious, you look and think, you know, people's hair is too long, or they've got tattoos, or, you know, whatever, it's just a number of different ways that people put out religion for others. Here's what happens. Uh, You tend to live a life where you're no longer giving grace, because you think that you no longer need grace. But a joyful, loving life really gets you to a place where you're going, I understand that I I fully need Christ today as I'm as much as I did when I first came to him. And so it's not my place to put people up here or down here, but to look at every person in the same manner that Christ looks at them. If they're lost and dying without Jesus Christ, I view them as blind people. I can be the person who sees so I can pray them to a place of sight. I can move them out of their captivity in that place of prayer. And, and so there's this joy that is uh, really associated with that. And I want to add this because I, I don't know what you're like. I, we've talked a little bit about this behind the scenes that, you know, I'm really, for the most part, not a prayer list person until maybe it comes to my my unsaved circle of influence that I, that's a, that's a list for me, but it's not long. Uh, but, but there are different people that I have interactions with, especially in the body of Christ, that the Lord brings them to my mind. And I have love for them. I, and, and when I think about them, there, there are good thoughts that are associated. I'm thankful that I've got to experience their distinctiveness and their uniqueness in Christ. I appreciate that. In fact, I, I ask about them so that actually might grow, but not only that, uh, it's in those moments that now I can pray for them, but I think there's a, a, a part of that prayerful process that I need to let them know I'm doing that. 
that I can share with them. Here's what's happening. Here's I, I had this thought about you today. I just want to let you know that I, I'm thankful for this dynamic of your life. I appreciate you being in my life. Uh, when I uh, when I'm in church and I talk to people, they 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 think that when they come and they and that we worship together, uh, that it, it it's it's easier to make that more of a religious experience than recognizing that that when a person comes into the corporate body, they bring their spirit with Christ's spirit. The spirit of Christ is the same in every one of us, but it's filtered through our uniqueness. It's filtered through our experiences. It's filtered through the way that God has uniquely shaped us throughout life. And so just the fact that we are in presence is a very thankful thing. And so finding ways to say thankful from just being together to uh, to really identifying and sharing the, the unique differences of people really allows the joy to expand. Because, because throughout life, when you, when, you, when you get to the end of your life, I, I've got to wonder, don't know this to be true. This is just, this is opinion. Okay, so work with me on this. I wonder if, if at part, the, the fullest capacity of Christ's love and joy has reached its brim. And now God says, oh, now you're full. Let me bring you home. And I, and I formed that opinion based on the wonderful elders that I've known on the years, over the years, that, that, that combined age with spiritual maturity and the the preciousness in them I want always but it's just a short season and I think their love and their joy is filled and the Lord says it's time mm. and and uh, now uh, I, I, every experience that we have the Lord is ever expanding our joy and the key of it is is not is not being focused on what's in the mirror but it's being focused on the people that God has surrounded you with, identifying the preciousness and the uniqueness of Christ through them. Absolutely. And I, I just, before we pray, I, I just can't not say this because it's so, it's so wonderfully true and, and it's always going to be true. When you become relational, the more this happens to us and the more the love and the joy of the Spirit of the Lord begins to fill us, this, this simple kind of uh, process, you know, of how it expands. We, you know, you think of people and, and you can't help but think of people because as you said, the spirit of the Lord brings people mm-hmm. into your, your view, your mind. Uh, and, and, but then it quickly just, you, you begin to care. It's not just, I think about them. I actually care about them. What, 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 where's that coming from? And, and, and it's the, the heart of the Lord. It's the love of the Lord. And here's the beauty. When you begin to really care for someone, the people you care for, and you just, you, oh, I wish I could do something for them. Well, you can, we do That's when we pray one for another. And so, and so we pray in the name of Jesus for you, that the blessing of the Lord and that the glory of God, and everything that Paul is praying, that the fullness of the power of Christ's wisdom and grace will make you discerning, it will make you righteous, will put you more and more and more every single day into a place where your life is lived, where your joy is growing and expanding, where your, your ministry is not just, I have an opinion or I have a thought about people or I think, but I love and I pray and God moves and God is glorified in the earth. We pray for that. We believe for that in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives, Lord. Help us to carry your love to those around us. And we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.